0: Hello, it's Friday, May 28th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. This week, we begin with an article on the rise of cyber attacks. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, Cyber attacks have been on the rise in healthcare organizations, accounting for 79% of reported data breaches in the first 10 months of 2020. Furthermore, healthcare organizations experienced a 45% increase in cyber attacks in November and December of 2020 alone. More concerning is that among cyber attacks, ransomware attacks have increased the most during this time. Oftentimes when a cyber attack occurs, small and mid-sized medical practices don't know whom to contact to address the issue. Once an attack occurs, time is of the essence, says Jeffrey Smith, managing partner, Cyber Risk Underwriters of Atlanta. The biggest benefit in terms of these policies are that they come with a pre-vetted panel of service providers who can spring into action, said Smith. And he included these ideas and these practices to combat cyber attacks. Have a data breach response. Legal experts who provide representation and advice on regulatory reporting obligations. Notification. These are vendors who inform impacted individuals. Forensics and incident response. These are security engineers who assess the event and advise on immediate remediation to mitigate loss. Public relations and crisis management. These are media experts who manage reputational exposure. And finally, forensic accounting. These are your finance experts who help with loss of income calculation if the organization is forced to close. According to Smith, the recent uptick in ransomware attacks is reflected in the increase of claims in that area. As he notes, more than 85% of claims are now a result of ransomware attacks and social engineering exploits, resulting in funds transfer loss. In addition, He points to a growing number of claims tied to business interruption in income loss. We see practices actually get shut down for a period of time because they can't get access to their records, says Smith. So we're starting to see more claims for loss of income when they're shut down during a ransomware event. With so many threats to consider, practices don't want to get caught flat-footed. It's best to have a plan of action before being hit by a cyber attack. When determining what's right for your practice, Smith says the first step is to look for agents and carriers who specialize in cyber insurance. Many agents providing medical malpractice coverage do not possess the same expertise when it comes to cyber insurance. Smith believes it's also important to look for insurers that can provide practice risk assessments often provided for free during the application process. He adds that this is a non-invasive scan of internet facing assets and can include information about software updates and compromised identity credentials, such as email addresses, user IDs and passwords. He also encourages practices to create an incident response plan because it can help them prepare for a cyber attack while also potentially lowering their cyber insurance premiums. Many insurers offer templates to guide the insured through the process of establishing an effective incident response procedure. So what should you be looking for? A reputable insurer should also be able to provide information on activation of coverage and time limits on notification of a breach, retroactive coverage, first and third party policies, anticipated cost of a breach related to coverage limits and sublimits, coverage exclusions, data restoration cost, merger and acquisition considerations, and coverage for regulatory actions. Finally, Smith says practices should only work with insurers who take the time to review policies to prevent coverage disputes and higher claim cost. Make sure your agent reviews the policy with you in terms you clearly understand, says Smith. All policies should include the insured's responsibilities related to claims reporting, duty to cooperate, and obligations to not admit liability, or incur expense without the approval of the insurer. With ransomware attacks on the rise, practices need to be increasingly vigilant to ensure that patient data is secure and to mitigate potential income loss during a business interruption. Investing in the right cyber insurance policy for your practice can provide you some peace of mind. Our ability at MGMA to provide great resources, education, and advocacy depends on a strong feedback loop with healthcare leaders. To be part of this effort, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. Sign up by texting STAT to 33550, or you can visit mgma.com STAT. Our next article comes from MGMA's Washington Connection. CMS reweights 2020 MIPS cost scores. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, announced that all merit-based incentive payment system eligible clinicians will see their 15% cost performance category zeroed out and redistributed to other performance categories. The agency reports. That the volume of data available to calculate the scores for the cost measures significantly decreased overall when comparing to the prior year's data. As a result, CMS indicates it cannot reliably calculate scores for the cost measures to adequately capture and reflect the performance of MIPS participants. Clinicians do not need to take any action following this announcement, because cost category performance relies on administrative claims data. MGMA has long advocated for modifications to the MIPS cost performance category, citing opaque methodology to calculate scores, lack of actionable feedback from CMS to reduce cost, and problems with patient attribution to MIPS participating clinicians. To keep up with the latest regulatory and advocacy news, go to mgma.com advocacy. I'll leave you this week with an article on re-engaging healthcare consumers in a post-COVID-19 world. This article appeared on mgma.com. There's no time to waste in getting people to re-engage with healthcare systems now is the time for healthcare providers to strengthen their approaches for bringing people back to their healthcare journeys. During this unprecedented past year, fewer people visited healthcare providers. Some people even avoided hospital emergency rooms and urgent care facilities for serious problems like heart attacks and strokes. In a nationwide study conducted by the MarTech Group, Many consumers reported feeling insecure about reengaging with US healthcare systems. Concerns identified including both in person and remote care. Findings also draw a roadmap for healthcare providers looking to regain consumer trust and optimize capacity levels. So, why does reengaging patients matter? Well, some patients have postponed appointments from a few months. To more than a year, yet regular appointments are the best method for flagging early signs of disease. Consistent visits provide for lifestyle discussions and essential treatment for chronic conditions. These interventions can be the difference between life and death. Social isolation and loneliness also have been at an all-time high. There's robust data, that these emotional conditions lead to depression, substance abuse, and even premature mortality. Often, loneliness can cause fight or flight signaling, which weakens the immune system. Patients who re-engage sooner are honest with their providers and practice recommended daily activities, such as meditation, exercise, and yoga, that can have successful recoveries faster with less relapse. Re-engagement also equals better outcomes and more loyalty. The more healthcare organizations encourage patients to return to routine appointments and become part of the decision-making team, the better the outcomes. The more improved the outcomes are, the more well-rounded the relationship with the healthcare provider and staff, which leads to greater patient loyalty. Patients aren't the only variable in the engagement equation. Healthcare employees who are encouraged to be part of the patient care team feel valued and appreciated, leading to more rewarding careers. Team communication leads to improved patient care and high satisfaction for both healthcare staff and patients. Happier healthcare employees and patients will translate to financial benefits healthcare organizations. So what are the top re-engagement practices for all providers? First, providers need to create more touch points to address all segments anxieties about healthcare experiences. You can use more opportunities on websites, chatbots, social media, wellness blogs, and customer reviews to discuss successful case stories of technology use in healthcare and demonstrate the well being of those patients returning to in person visits. Also, you can address all safety concerns using these platforms to help reduce fears regarding exposure. And finally, you can show video demonstrations of what a remote visit looks like and provide examples of what a patient may prepare ahead of time to make a virtual visit more productive and rewarding. Consumers more involved in their care develop healthier preventative behaviors and better self-management. When healthcare organizations invest in patient re-engagement, patients can improve their own health, which is the ultimate goal for everyone. Keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com insightsnewsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.